Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. I hope you find yourself in the right frame of mind, focusing on the things within your control. All right, so today's episode is about your favorite places. So what are some of your favorite places and what do they mean to you? Why do they hold that special place that keeps you longing for it? Usually they're our favorite places because it's associated with a great memory or it's a place of refuge where we feel safe, that we belong or that makes us connected to ourselves and others. So it's not just a place that makes us happy, but it's the things that led to it where they add up that moves or compels us, where we just think of it and it instantly lifts us up, whether we're in a down mood or even in a good mood, but just places us in a lot better position. When we can take the time to think about and reminisce about our favorite place, it switches us to an optimistic mode that makes us lean towards what we can do, achieving what we want or it is possible instead of negativity and doubt being so prevalent. And when you take enough time to actually understand your favorite place or places, it all ends in your mind because it left a lasting impression. The people involved, like your loved ones, your family members, your mom, your dad, your brothers and sisters, your friends, your significant other, what they did, how they behaved, all mold and impact your take on the experience. Many times this comes from the expectation of the first time in experiencing a place being surpassed where it surprisingly is better than what you anticipated. And this gets you continuously drawn back to it where when you go back, at least your expectations are consistently met. That just reinforces what you might thought the first time and how you felt. This really drives home that first impressions are everything. It sets the tone, your outlook, and what you experienced. So think about your favorite shows or your favorite movies or your favorite music. You might have a tendency to replay them over and over again because it fills your emotional needs. You know what happens. You know what's going to be said, but you still replay it. But even when you know what happens, you might not know all the details involved in it. There are many things that can be unnoticeable the first times or even the first 20 times that are then picked up. You know, I can remember when I first watched The Lion King, I was so confused why Simba felt guilty when when his father Mufasa died. And even though I watched it several times as a child and even as a teenager, Only later in life I figured out, oh, now I understand why Simba felt guilty. So even as I would watch it over and over again, I'd get hung up that would make me miss other things. As we rewatch, we replay these favorite forms of entertainment, we get something new over time, but it still provides that safety of familiarity, knowing that it can be counted on. One of the downsides of when you try something new is that there can be a letdown. It's a disappointment where you're like, so I passed up on a familiar thing that I enjoy for this? So that expected outcome that makes us feel good makes it more enticing than the uncertainty of what might happen if we take a different route or try a different thing. Another thing to note about your favorite places, and when I talk about places, I don't just mean a physical location, but it's more of a state of being where your mind tends to go to. It allows your mind to relax and enjoy. And 
this is what helps you form habits. It saves energy to do what was done previously. And when you think about your favorite places, it transports you back to that time of that fond memory where you replace certain parts that highlight what made it great. For me, one of my favorite places is Disney World because it was an experience that my mom and sister and I shared so many wonderful times. The whole experience, the preparation, the anticipation made it that much more special. And because there were so many things to do each time, we always had something to look forward to. Even though there were some things such as it being really hot out or walking around the park all day or waiting over an hour to get on a ride that would last maybe a few minutes, those are the things that I don't remember as much because the great parts were so much more significant than the not-so-great parts. It outweighed them that they were almost insignificant. And one of the more satisfying part is at the end of the day, we would be tired, but it was a, a fulfilling tiring because we spent all day walking around, going to the rides that we really enjoyed. And it's almost like that little bit of discomfort reminded us of that it was all worth it. So those favorite places that you have are actually mental footprints where you know where to step to get back there. It's that nostalgia that transports you to your happy place. It's something that we can count on in a world that's full of many uncertainties and many uncontrollable things. We know that not every part of an experience needs to be blissful. Just a few or one part of it can be enough to, to be the highlight. With that said, what are some of your favorite places that you go to mentally? You know, the activities that transports you to a new world that allows you to recuperate and feel rejuvenated. We all experience some level of distress that makes us want to get away to, to escape what we're dealing with, but in a healthy way. Hopefully it's not something that you want to escape to that drowns your sorrows, but something that helps you process and work through the things that are irritating or uncomfortable or even painful. And in those moments where you might be feeling overwhelmed because of a test that's coming up or a certain deadline or uncertainty about how you're going to make a living or just not knowing what to do next, these things can be infuriating and frustrating that can drive one to quit. But if you can have that favorite place that you can go to mentally, it's going to help alleviate some of that stress that, that you're experiencing. It can be enough to help calm you down and take your mind off of things. Things like reading books to help you escape what you're going through or painting or drawing where you get lost into the artwork that you're producing. Maybe it's even coloring. It could even be things like meditating or taking long walks to help clear your mind that are super beneficial to get you to a place of refuge. Your favorite places provide you that chance to rest and recover so you can get back to that fight that you're facing. Think about how you operate. You have things that you're working towards, but no matter what, you need food to fuel yourself so you can get that energy and, and sleep so you can recover to get back at what you're doing. Without it, you're less than your best. And how can you accomplish much, if at all, if you're depriving yourself of what's essential? And that's what your favorite places are. It's essential so it can bring out the best in you. Those physical favorite places of yours help spark that optimism or at least reinforce it so your outlook is brightened.
So let's start to dive into your daily favorite places or weekly, monthly favorite places that you go to because it's going to be an important factor in maintaining your perspective for the better. This can really include any and everything. It can be a physical location. It can be activities. It can be, it can be some mental framework that you do. Whatever it is, something that really invigorates you or rejuvenates you. Maybe your favorite place is that state of mind where you're exercising. You're getting your body moving that gets your mind firing off. Thinking about different things. How to solve different problems. Where it gets your creative juices really flowing. It's amazing how movement can really impact your thinking for the better. Because it follows the concept of objects in motion tend to stay in motion. And objects at rest tend to stay at rest. So by you physically moving... It really gets your mind to move as well in a different state as opposed to just sitting and thinking or standing and thinking. Or maybe your favorite place is the ability to be in silence alone with your thoughts so you can process what you're going through. For most people, another great thing that they do to get to a good state is listening to their favorite music. Now, I'm not sure what the statistics is on those that don't listen to music, but just listening to music can increase your dopamine levels by 9%. You know, it triggers you emotionally to, to be motivated, to at least want to act. It's kind of like a shot of confidence or energy that you can accomplish what you set for yourself. That's why you see athletes before a game listening to their favorite songs to get them pumped up for, for game time. So outside of Disney World, for me, one of my favorite places to get to is just being around the people I love and admire, where I can make a connection with just through conversation, just those that bring out the best qualities in me. This really uplifts me wanting to be better. So when I go back home and visit my mom, just spending whatever time I can with her is really my favorite place. So any place around her just uplifts me automatically. I can remember one time years ago, when I went to go back to visit her, she asked me what I wanted to do. And I told her, Mom, I just want to spend time with you. Whatever you're going to do, I want to be around to do it. So that day we went shopping for groceries. And I was her chauffeur pushing around the car, grabbing whatever she wanted me to grab. I was that for her. You know, things like this are very special and I'll replay this often when I'm feeling down or just not feeling in the mood to, to do much. And now with me being 5,000 miles away from her, it makes those memories a lot fonder that I'm just not able to see her when I want other than a video chat. But that's still not the same as feeling her presence. But at least I have some memories that can go back to. Foods are also a great way to transport you to those favorite places of yours. Maybe it's the meals that your mom or your dad cooked that made a special moment where you just got to spend time with them. I can remember when I was about maybe five or six years old, my dad would work on Saturdays occasionally. And the first time he asked me to go, I think I might have declined. And then he enticed me with McDonald's. He told me, if you go with me, you know, I'll get you something there. And at his workplace, he told me there was a, a break room with tables and a big screen TV. So that was my opportunity to, uh, 
watch Saturday morning cartoons on a TV that was much bigger than what we had. And I can't really remember what I got. I don't know if it was like an Egg McMuffin or or what. But I know for sure I got a hash brown with orange juice. And usually my dad would have hotcakes. And then we would go to work and I'd have my meal right there in front of the TV. Watching my favorite shows. So while McDonald's doesn't have the best food. I have a connection with it because of the memories that I got to share with him. And that's another thing I'll do each time I go back to visit my mom. Is I'll ask her to drive by that same McDonald's that my dad would take me to. It has a lot of sentimental value where others might not think twice about it. But for me, it was really special. And now, the more that I think about it, really a lot of my childhood memories were just so great because of the time that my mom and dad were still together. So I got to experience both of their presence, even though they weren't happy with each other. But them together made me feel more loved and secure. You know, even though the apartment that we grew up in, it was a bit ratty and run down. But that also was a special place to me. So if anybody from the outside were to look at it, it might be off-putting because of the mixed flooring and the interior was just not in the best condition. But to me, it was a beautiful home where we had many wonderful meals. You know, my elementary school was right across the street where my mom would walk me to and pick me up from. I can remember there was one year when family and friends all gathered at, at our apartment and we trick-or-treated together. And I remember that year I was Chippendale. And I remember just about every Friday evening, my mom would make cookouts with, with family friends. And just everything about my childhood represented safety and love and, and just so many joyous moments. And just me thinking about my childhood brings me back to so many of my favorite places that makes me value more than tangible things. Honestly, for me, the things that I really want are not something that can be bought. Now, maybe a home closer to my mom would make me a lot happier, but it's more of the ability to visit her a lot more often, more than just once a year or once every two years. Damn, it kind of hurts that I'm not able to see her often. I'm sure I experienced moments where things weren't all good when I was a kid, but I can't really recall them much because of all the great things that I got to experience heavily outweighed any of the bad. And with the changes that we go through, those different stages that we experience, those favorite places, those wonderful memories can be counted on to provide comfort and joy. I think that's why we look forward to the holiday season where we gather with those we care for because it's keeping tradition going. And in those times of change, it surprises us in disappointment, but also in satisfaction. Know that your favorite places can also be expanded on. That just because something is currently your favorite doesn't mean you can't make room for others or is being thrown to the back burner because of something new. You know, there tends to be the sort of thinking that if you like one thing, that means you like something else a lot less or you reject it somehow. And even the things that you don't like at first, it can surprisingly or unsurprisingly grow on you where you get accustomed to it. Maybe when you were younger, you didn't like onions, but then as you grow up and try new things, you realize, oh, onions are tasty. 
This goes the same way for the things that you try, the places that you visit, and the people that you meet. Some of them you might not be as accepting of, and then over time you'll start to embrace it where it becomes something of your favorite. Let yourself be open to the new things that can come. There's obviously going to be disappointment that comes along with it, but you also give yourself room to embrace new things that can expand your perspective, your thinking of enjoyment. Probably when a lot of us were much younger, those late teenage, early adult years, fun would be things that are more out and about or even reckless, where it's about having fun and partying hard. But then as you come of age, those things might seem less enticing. They're still going to hold a special place in the memories that you have, but how you see fun is probably going to change. Instead of seeing late nights hanging out with friends, wreaking havoc, Years or decades later, you might see staying home, going to bed early, a lot more enjoyable. The more we can embrace this approach, the less daunting the future appears. There's the tendency that as we age, it's something that's undesirable. That in our youth, we are our best. But I think this comes from the physical standpoint where the things that we see blind us to what's really going on. So the physical nature that we see is part of that survival mechanism to be able to evaluate things from a distance to see what's a threat and what are things that we should gravitate towards. So if we see a big scary object that appears like a bear, we don't even think about, is that a bear? We just run and get out of there. But it goes in the same way when we're looking for a spouse or a partner. Part of the selection process that we go through is how attracted am I to a certain person? And there can be some dangers in how you see yourself if it's based only on your physical attributes. While it's a part of you, of what makes you you, that shouldn't be the whole identity of where you put your eggs into. You're more than that. Attractiveness isn't just a physical thing, but it's also how you carry yourself, how you respond to others and the energy that you give off. That's one of the components when it comes to the natural life cycle, that our looks fade over time. And the more that you can get away from putting that emphasis or your identity into that, the better that you can handle as you get older. And then this helps look at the future with a lot more enthusiasm as opposed to longing for how you used to look or how things used to be. That physical attractiveness is something that's very tangible. And if we see pictures of ourselves when we were younger, we might see aging as a bad thing. But what really comes with that is more knowledge and wisdom. The ability to see the grand scheme of things to handle ourselves better. If there was more of a tangible metric that can measure that overall growth that we experience, like how do we handle setbacks and adversity, how we handle our emotions, how we handle just figuring out our way through life, we better comprehend life, then we better comprehend that life is lived in decades and not just years. So as you cherish your favorite places, that state of being where you're your optimal self, you hold on to those past memories that keeps you grounded while making room for those new favorite places. The old doesn't have to be thrown out just because it's old, and the new shouldn't be shunned just because of the potential to disappoint. Let yourself be receptive to what is yet to come by being open-minded, trying not to let the bias dictate experiences before it's experienced was also remembering the fond places that elevate you. 
the disappointment that you experience serves to not get you so high. It really does reset so you can remember to see things from the ground and appreciate all the little things. Without disappointment, many simple essential things can be taken for granted. The things such as thank you and having conversations to connect with others, saying hi to people around you. It's needed to manage your dopamine levels so you can sustain your happiness. So as you reflect to determine what your favorite places that you'd like to go to to reset and rebound from the things that you're experiencing, make sure that it's a usual occurrence because it's going to keep you balanced. When you forget about this, there's a tendency to be more on edge where frustration and feeling down about yourself could be a lot more prevalent. So know how to gauge yourself to know when you're veering too far off in any one direction that is not doing you good and get back to that special place or places. And yes, with so many things going on, it makes our lives a lot more hectic that we might ask ourselves, where do I even find the time to fit this in? But you got to do it some way. Make it a priority by actually writing it out and that you're going to make time to go for a swim or go for a hike to clear your mind or drive by those places where you had your fondest childhood memories. And even when you go down that memory lane of nostalgia, it can be sad at times because you know it's not what it once was. But at least you can jump into that time machine in your head to enjoy those wonderful parts. The simple and convenient things, take advantage of them. You know, things like, you know, maybe it's a song that reminded you of when you met your significant other or where you had a great time with your friends. Dive into your favorite shows or your movies to unwind. And even if your physical favorite place no longer exists, or it does, but in a different way, remind yourself that at least you got to experience that, that impacted you for the better. Another one of my favorite places was a skating rink that I'd go to every Wednesday with this after-school program. And for those that grew up in the late 80s, 90s, and maybe even early 2000s, especially the 90s, skating rinks were a big form of entertainment for children and teenagers where you just skate around the rink listening to really good music playing video games in the arcade room and enjoying all that junk food like pizza and hot dogs and fries but about 12 years ago that that particular skating rink closed down and I remember when I heard about it it was a bit of a sad day but I did remind myself that I got to experience many wonderful times and I was just grateful for it I think this really helped me appreciate the simple things a lot more because it helped me realize that I need to be more present in what I'm doing. Not so much living in the past and not looking too far ahead, but remaining balanced. It's remembering where I came from, my upbringing, and merging that with what I'm striving to do, which comes down to where my focus and energy is right now, which is getting to speak with you all. So while we know that change is inevitable, embracing it will better equip you going forward to make room for new favorite places instead of missing out of making new memories because the past ones block you from seeing what is around you. And as you go through with this outlook, it's always remembering those past ones because it can uplift you in an instant. Whether you're down or bored, it's going to recenter you by transporting you to the fond things in your life. As time passes, those memories become so much more special. 
so much more significant that as you experience it, it might not be understood just how impactful it will be in your life. Look to them as markers in your life that symbolize what makes your life that much more meaningful. Let yourself sing your favorite songs, recite your favorite lines from those shows or movies that you enjoy, and of course, retelling the stories of those special memories. Saying it out loud gives it more energy than just thinking about it. Work out, read books, indulge in your hobbies. Whatever it is, make it a priority. So know your favorite places and why they are. The better that you can understand it, the more internal satisfaction you have going forward, even in all the chaos that you might be facing. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. It's your personal development resource so you can build that right mindset so you can live to thrive. All right, until next time.